Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back. Uh, today, I'm joined by the very lovely sideline reporter for the CrossFit Games and spectacular with the vernacular, Nikki Brazier. Oh my God, I love it. You like that? I love it. Using the, it as a hashtag from now on. That was, the, that was the best rhyme I could come up with for you today. I worked, oh, on, that, I worked on that all morning. I'm impressed. Better than effervescent, which at the time I didn't even know what it meant. I like that one. Now everybody <laughs> needs to go back and listen to that podcast so they can uh, hear me rhyme effervescent. I thought that was Inside exciting. jokes. Inside jokes. Yeah, it was all good. So uh, welcome back from the CrossFit Games. That was a fun week, right? The best. It's it's the best week of the entire year, every year. Camp CrossFit. You can't yeah. beat it. <laughs> I know I, I was trying to explain it to my boss. I, I got back to work and, you know, I, I work in an office and it's a bank and and none of my coworkers know squat about CrossFit. Like they're not, you know, they're not fit. And uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're just good, lazy. They're good that. people though. They're all good people, <laughs> but they're not fit. And uh, so they don't know squat about CrossFit. Anyway, I was trying to explain it to him. And he's like, what are the games like? I'm like, imagine a sea of booty shorts. That's what it's like. As far as the eye can see. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I told, uh, I told someone like, you know, I have daughters, so I, I'm a little protective and, I certainly don't think dudes should be leering at women by any stretch of the imagination. But at some point, some girl walked in front of me and what she was wearing, like was intentionally designed to get leered at. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, Oh my God. Like people have no shame with these things and dudes too. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just girls. Like, these guys walk around, no shirt, tiny little shorts. Like, like at any point, Glassman's just going to hand him a wild card and go get in there, buddy. <laughs> get it. I think it's always funny how many people spectate CrossFit events, like in their gym clothes, like about looking like they're about to work out. Um, but you know, in fairness to try and like tip the scales when we're at, when we're at events where there are guys like shirtless, just like walking around, I try to objectify as many men as humanly possible. Me I too. feel like it sort of like evens it out a little bit, you know? Yeah, me too. I can't call it about a dozen. You're on like, yeah, I just walk past and go, "Hey, nice nipples, bro. Nice nipples." Sweet nips, bro. Yeah, it was. It was but great. Also, it was like so hot outside on the North Park lawn that I don't even blame people for being naked as naked as possible. It was hot. I, um, you know, I had I had my press pass. Just like to throw that out there, but I barely used it because I went down to the North Lawn and you know you kind of get inside the gate and there's no shade, none, and I'm really bald and really white and. <laughs> And about the only shade was underneath the gigantic lenses these photographers had. Like it was just yep. brutal. So I, after, you know, a couple of events, I'm like, screw this. I'm watching it over at the Tito's tent <laughs> across from the TV and, just, and hang out. And that was much better. It was the first thing that Matt Fraser said to me when he won his first event out on the North Lawn. And I walked up to him to, to you know, tell him to like walk over to me and the camera to do our interview. And he looks at me and he was like, can we get in the shade? And I was like, like, motherfucker, you see shade out here? Like, we're in the middle of a field. Like, there is no shade for you. There's no shade for me. Like, there's, I'm, I'm, I felt so bad because they were, all the athletes were, like, dying and sweaty and exhausted and heat exhaustion. And I was, you know, stopping them from continuing on their path to shade and ice baths and sustenance. And I was like, oh, stay here. There was that one picture of him basically like sticking his whole body inside that, uh, that cooler full of ice. I wanted to crawl into the cooler. I wanted yeah. to, and, and like, they work way harder than I do, but also like they were out there for like 20 minutes. 
I was out there for like four hours. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in his defense, that cooler probably is bathtub size for him. So he, oh. could, he could just crawl in. That was the, that was the best oh. picture of the games. Like he was just like, you know, he was, he was literally like almost to his waist in the ice cooler. I'm like, man. It's, it was so hot. And he just, he goes to the dark place every time i cannot imagine what his butt with the amount of ice bath his body needs to cool down i can't imagine yeah it was hot from the beginning when uh when we kicked off the day they had the parade of flags which was amazing oh cool um it was fun to listen to your counterpart read off all the names like i haven't heard pronunciation just uh blown like that since like a mississippi spelling bee Man, I got to tell you, like Kiki and Larry, they were doing the announcing for that. And they, first of all, they are so, can I swear on this podcast? I encourage it. They are so fucking good at their jobs. All the MCs are like, they, it is incredibly difficult to do what they do and no one realizes it. And, and they're just tops, best of the best. Uh, Kiki, Larry, Mike, Josh, like all those guys that are, Logan, all those guys and gals that are out there are so good. They are absolutely the best of the best. Kiki and Larry had that daunting task of reading all those names. And I cannot tell you the amount of time and stress and energy that they put into practicing because it just, they tried so hard to get them all right and i know that they didn't <laughs> how could you and you're not a native speaker of all those whatever i had 200 languages but um it was like hilarious and also heart-wrenching watching them practice because right. it meant so much to them and they tried so hard and i thought they did a really good job no they did a great job it was uh it was, but it was so hot out there because i was standing out there live streaming and eventually my phone just gave up like it overheated it overheated no way it just was like nine in the morning it wasn't like it was noon but you know, I was in the direct sunlight and it's a black yeah. phone case. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm sitting there making rude comments about the athletes as they're, um, you know, walking out with their flags. There were some really aggressive flags on my dad. Oh uh, yeah. Wasn't there one with like swords and yeah, there was one that had like an AK 47 and a sword on it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, man, like, like it was just aggressive. Um, they are not here to play. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting, but, uh, so I thought that part was really, um, unique and different like I enjoyed seeing the national champions and yeah that got me fired up I don't I like I didn't know what it was going to be like I had no expectations for this year's games because it was going to be so different than the last you know five or six that I've been at working at but um something happened during that like parade of nations or whatever you want to call opening ceremonies where I got, I got fired up like it felt like the olympics it felt like on the one hand, I didn't know where we were going with the national champion thing, and I didn't know if I was sold on it. But on the other hand, they all walked out, and they were so amped to be there that I was amped to watch them. It was cool. I liked it. Well, it was also that a lot of them defied expectations. You know, I, what was interesting to me is people, you know, I think most CrossFitters are going into this thinking, all right, well, this is Glassman's pet project. All these national champions will get eliminated in round one, and we'll be back to what we normally have, and it'll be CrossFit Games as usual. And then you know, a whole bunch of these guys qualified or, you know, made the cut. Yeah. And it was like really shocked a lot of people, which I thought was great. I mean, it's, you know, there were a lot that clearly, you know, were no more fit than just the average CrossFitter, which again, I thought was fine uh, to have them out there, but to see a lot of these guys and, and girls compete and, and qualify through that first event was really exciting. Yeah, it was neat. And then also obviously a lot of them didn't. 
So what was the mood like down on the field? I mean, obviously it was hot, but like, how were the athletes feeling about the events themselves? Just, you know, just as the kind of the week went on. You know, it's, it's tough to, I don't have a full perspective of it because I typically spend the most amount of time with people who win. <laughs> so they're usually in a great mood and they love the way things are going. Right. Um, the, the sprint events where we were sort of like whittling down like heat after heat after heat. And if you didn't win the first couple of heats, you couldn't go into the second round. That's probably the time where I saw the most amount of disappointment because we saw really great athletes, like really, really fit people that we thought maybe we're going to be in the top 10 or thought maybe we're even going to be on the podium, not advance until later heats. So uh, the vibe down there was tense during that time for sure, because people just, I think, were fed up with their performances. They were fed up uh, with the uh, you know large amount of running that we were seeing early on, which I know is something that we'll probably talk about. Um, but you know, usually I spend most of my time with the people who win, so they're amped. Right. <laughs> And once you're winning, they're like, oh, this is great. This is a great form, best format I've ever seen. What do you mean? Cuts are fine. Well, I, yeah, I didn't think the running, I've, I've heard that complaint about the running that, oh my God, we had three running events and like in the first four uh, heats. And, and I didn't have a problem with that. I mean, running is a basic tenant of CrossFit. Like if you don't, if you don't yeah. run in CrossFit, you're not doing CrossFit. I agree. It's, I agree. Um, I, I do think that in terms of cuts and I'm, we can get into it. Like I, I love cuts. I think that it adds an element of real stress and competition that I'm not mad about seeing at the most elite level. Um, I like a lot of other people. I think that maybe we should have moved that last cut to 10 until after the strength event would have balanced out the, the biggest cut in my opinion, um, to have a little bit, a whole lot of running, a whole lot of cardio, a whole lot of classic CrossFit and some heavy lifting as well. Um, that being said, like I also, and maybe this is just like the jaded coach in me because I've been coaching for a long time and listened to complaints from athletes on every level from elite on the sidelines to in my gym on a daily basis. Like if you are upset with who got in the finals or you think it should have gone, like all I can say is be better. Yeah. The people don't, who won, don't suck. won, like be better. If you're mad about, you know, how you're, the performance of the people in the running events or whatever, like, I'm, I'm sorry, like be, be fitter, be better. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. My only um, counter argument as a fan was I would have liked to have seen athletes compete longer on day one. Cause yes. it, we, there were a few athletes that, that got cut after the first event, like Tim Pawson, who, by the way, yeah. is a fantastic athlete. And, you Unbelievable. Know, and I was excited to watch him throughout the course of the weekend. Yeah. He just had a really bad event one and he's done. And, you know, this is a guy I'm thinking like he, he could have absolutely competed oh, yeah. with anyone, you know, for, if, given another event. Um, and then, you know, the bigger issue to me, though, wasn't that. It was, you know, the, kind of the final day, you only have 10 people. And then on the sidelines, you have a lot of fan favorites, which, again, you got to be better. But there's also the kind of the fan piece of it that says, you know, you got people traveling from Canada, Germany, all over the world, spending thousands of dollars for this, you know, once a year trip, and they're not going to get to see Annie Thor's daughter compete. Like, I know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that as well. I, I do. That's why I feel like if they had, you're right, if they competed a little bit longer on day one, or if, um, you know, if they had moved that final cut to the top 10 until after the end of the day on Saturday. So we had like the finals going into Sunday. I mean, they're already making adjustment, adjustments for next year. So, but I think overall, when people look at it and they say like, oh, this huge game sucked because it would, I just, I don't agree. I think that we can make adjustments, but 
I mean, look at the people who won. Look at the podium. Look at the, uh, the, the fittest people on earth are still the fittest people on earth. Yeah, I thought the games as a whole were still great. First of all, I, th- I thought Dave's programming was terrific. I always do. I mean, I'm a fan, I'm a fan but, you know, I thought he tested everything he needed to test. You could argue the order, but at the end of the day, it all got tested. And to your point, the fittest one. So, I, you know, I thought that part was really good. Um, I thought they did the best with the cuts as they were given to them. And, so, you know, I thought, again, I thought yeah. the events were good. Um, and we did get to see some things you wouldn't have got to see otherwise. That, that uh, clean event, for instance, yeah. had you had more athletes, you wouldn't have been able to do it the way they did it. No way. And, you know, I much prefer to watch one athlete lifting at a time as opposed to you've got everyone on the floor at the same time and you're trying to keep up with how much weight everybody has on the bar. Like, it's just so confusing and I can't do math. Yeah. And I will never, ever unhear uh, Sean's recording of three, two, one lift from like from years <laughs> past that just would play on repeat because we'd have however many 40 athletes like out there in heats. So and that's all you would hear for like an hour. Oh, I'm going to play that back for Sean. I'm just telling him <laughs> it's the worst Sean impression I've ever heard. I couldn't do a better Sean impression no matter how like sick and raspy my voice was. I can visually do one. I can't do his voice, but I can just yeah, show you the top of my head. He's the voice of CrossFit, man. He's the, yeah. he's, his voice is like velvet. Yeah. I, you know, I do think that, you know, the rest of the, the events were, um, or the rest of the festival, if we want to call it that was, was unique and and fun. I was hearing from people in the crowd that it felt like it was slower than years past, like not as many people, but to me, it felt very busy. I thought it was slammed. And I was actually surprised at how many people were out there on uh, like Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Well, Thursday was crazy coming in. It was a huge line out to the street to get people in. And of course I was taunting them with my press pass. (laughs) You later, poor people. And just walk You and 399 other people. (laughs) I know. 400 press passes they gave out. Isn't oh my that wild? God. They gave press passes to anyone that had a blog, vlog. A camera. cell phone? Yes, yeah, cell phone. They didn't yeah. care. Like, all you had to do was apply for it, I think. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Glassman came in and did a press conference with us, and, and he, he's like, You guys have any questions? And because you got so many people in there that I would say aren't real press, like nobody asked him a question. And he's like, I thought you guys were the press. And I'm sitting there thinking, You fired the press. Like, oh. I mean, what do you expect us to do? Like I run a meme account. I'm not going to ask you a question in front of all these people, you know? Yeah, I guess. Well, and then they started, you know, Tommy asked some great questions. Like they started peppering with some. So, you know, there were some people legit covering it, uh, you know, kind of in a media capacity, but it was different. You know, um, I do think though that lent to much better coverage than they've had in years past. Um, just from like a holistic standpoint, like you get more, i just feel like I saw more photos, more videos, more snapshots than I've seen in years past when CrossFit kind of tightly gripped on everything that was being released. Yeah, there was definitely no shortage of content. And I, I appreciated all the different uh, perspectives. And I still think that it was nice to have some more central spaces to get your information, <clears throat> like the Rogue Show, obviously, and the Morning Chalk Up Show. Like some, there were a couple areas where you could go and you could hear commentary and you could hear from the people that you recognize and knew about. But like outside of that, like all the dozens of people who were taking photos, who were sharing all over social and, you know, the different people who are going to be putting together cool recap videos. And I'm, I'm excited to see all of it. Like, I think 
like I said before, I had no idea how to enter this games. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how it was going to shake out. And all in all, like, I'm so pleased. I just, I think it went really, really well. I think the athletes, you know, performance was unbelievable as usual. And with the coverage that we had with that, with HQ bringing me in and putting me on the sidelines and allowing that to go out over the world feed and allowing, uh, um, you know, I think there were 29 hosts of the world feed um, or something like that. And I, I talked to a number of people who were taking my interviews and translating them into other languages. And I mean, I just think that that creates so much of an opportunity to expand our sport into a global, into a global thing phenomenon. I don't know, yeah. but I am still glad. And I, and I do still hope that there are more resources going in later on to productions like the morning chalk upstream or like the rogue stream, because we worked really hard to get to where we got to with the broadcast and um, it worked and it serves a really, really great purpose. So I hope that that doesn't go away and I hope that that even gets better too. Yeah. And, you know, after having a chance to talk to these guys that are doing the streams and doing those, like, I think it's going to allow a lot of us to collaborate more. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, Armin and I were sitting around talking afterwards, uh, both regretting that we didn't do a, uh, like one of those in memoriam videos every time an athlete got cut and have me singing like a Sarah McLaughlin song. Oh my God. So I think you might see something like that next year. Um, you know, you're not going to do the shots like in the hunger games. Maybe we might do that too. You know, there's so many, so many ideas. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how it shakes out. Um, speaking of the cuts. So we actually, um, that was kind of the one interesting thing about this, this year than I anticipated was, more athletes walking around after day one that I got to talk to um, <laughs> their mood was probably different than the ones you were talking to. I mean, it yeah. was, it was interesting. Like some of them were just okay with it. Um, yeah. like, you know, like I ran into uh KT Trombetta, who's uh, amazing. Uh, love her to death and great athlete. I think she finished like 40th if I remember right. And uh, so I said, I'm like, how are you feeling? And she's like, not, not very beat up. You know, she only had to do three or four events where in years past, she maybe would have had to do, you know, 15, 20, whatever the total <laughs> yeah, four. So, yeah. um, and then I ran into, uh, Kenzie Riley, uh, who had like a wave of emotions around, you know, how the cuts went and, and, you know, how they were being treated and kind of the perception of the games this year versus previous years. And, and, you know, she, I, you know, I wouldn't say she was bitter. It was just, um, interesting to see someone who works so hard all year long to achieve what's kind of the pinnacle of the sport. And then it's so different this year than previous years. And to see how that plays out on them emotionally was, yeah. was really a, an interesting dynamic. It, it would be, I'm going to attempt to get some of them back, you know, get them on this podcast a few weeks from now when they've had some time to kind of digest where it is and, and see if their mood has changed uh, or if they, you know, still feel the same way, but I can understand as, you know, if they're, if you're a competitor, how that would feel. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is rough. And I would, I would probably argue that even the people who were the athletes who were milling around games, who had a chance to chat with, who seemed okay, like probably just had to seem okay in that moment. Cause what options do they have? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, I did have the opportunity to walk around with a couple of uh, previous year's games athlete. Christine Best was there. Cool. She, actually, she qualified for those who don't know, she qualified for this year in the open and then got disqualified when they reviewed her video hmm. uh, and her um, for 19 one. And they said her wall balls weren't low enough. Oh. Um, you know, otherwise she qualified. And um, 
Ethan Helbig, who went a year ago but didn't qualify this year, so I had a chance to walk around with them and you know get their perception on the games. And I think they were you know kind of similar. It's just weird and different. Yeah. Um, you know, so hopefully the evolution of where they're going next year will will shore some of that up. You mentioned earlier you've seen. Um, what are some of the changes that are coming or that you've heard? So all I've seen, I think all we have out right now is the, the information that our buddy Armin has put out there on his uh, vlog, which uh, showed that we are changing the cuts or at least the, the structure of the cuts from the beginning. And it's a little bit, it harkens back to CrossFit Games, was it 08 or 09, where cuts will happen after a day and a half of competition. And it'll be uh, after three sort of classic CrossFit events that the games will then uh, take and add up cumulative time for. So an athlete will go through three different events over a day and a half, and their total time to complete all three events will be their score. Um, Hi, Bean. Sorry, Bean's the star of the page, but he was jumping up on the... And now he's attacking me. <laughs> he's attacking your hand. If you're listening to this podcast, you need to switch over to YouTube so you can see the craziness that is Bean. <laughs> This is why you don't own cats, man. This place is a shit show. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't cat. I can dog. I want like a million dogs. But you can't, cat, you, like, you can't like lock them in the room. I don't like, you, I, like asshole cats. I'm all fucking sad. But like cool cats, are, I, I would do bean. I would totally have a bean. He's cool for the most part, but you can't lock them in the other room. Otherwise, they go nuts. Like, and they're not like dogs where you can just put them in another room. Like, they're just cats are assholes. Yes, they are just assholes. I don't even know why I have him. He's going to be an outdoor cat any moment now. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. All right. Anyway, so back to Armin. So that's that's all I know. That's what Armin's put out. Um, and it's, it's definitely interesting to think about. And it, you know, takes into consideration a lot of what we saw that did and didn't work this year at games. So that's cool. That being said, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like we're a year away from games. I think that this could change. Yeah. Never in the CrossFit world has someone said something that has like been mandated or etched in stone or whatever. So like, this is the latest um, the, and the first change that we hear coming in the 2020 season, but I'm, I'm not going to put money on the fact that that might not change. Well, the concept's cool. If you said, all right, so if, you know, hypothetically they did Fran, Grace and Isabel, and mm -hmm. you did those workouts in two minutes, three minutes and three minutes. Now you have a total time of eight minutes. Right. And, and that's your score. Yeah. And that's your score. And everybody, you know, as compared to that, I think that's, you know, in, in, from a sense of fairness and, and like traditional CrossFit, it's kind of cool to think of, as, yeah. you know, something maybe doing, but you know, Greg's never changed his mind before. So who knows what could happen? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm uh, saying. And I think, but I do think it's cool. And I think it kind of, it kind of like feels like the open to me. Like it kind of feels like uh, a way that the entire community could tackle. I mean, how many people at home would do the same thing, you know, and just to see where they stacked up. The couple of things that I do think are really interesting out of this that um, I haven't heard people talking about, but I'll share from the games as well when we were just there is that, you know, there's this perception that Greg Glassman doesn't love the CrossFit games and the order that he just doesn't like them at all and doesn't really want to be a part of them. Uh, but when you hear, you know, Armin's talking about this news, he's saying that's Greg's decision to, to make that change. And, you know, I saw Greg at the games talking to us in a press capacity. Sorry, that's being stale coming over the camera. Um, and, um, you know, he's, and he's talking more and more about um, you know, the changes he wants to make to the game. So it's clear that he's got 
you know, this isn't uh, CrossFit going, well, Dave's going to control the programming. This is Glassman saying, I'm going to do this. And I think that's really, really interesting to me that, that he's so invested in the games as much as everyone thinks he doesn't like them. Yeah, I don't, I actually didn't have, I didn't even see him anywhere, but of course I was locked on the sidelines right. <laughs> of all the fields of play. And in, in my off time this year, I was also helping um, CrossFit Invictus do social media. So I was everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Right. Um, but that's cool that he was doing the, the press conferences with you guys and get, lending a voice to, to the greater like, you know, ecosystem of all that is CrossFit right now, because it is being, you know, presented in more of a holistic fashion where it's not the silo of CrossFit and the silo of the sport of games. Um, it's all much more intermingled. And, and that's neat to, to watch it come together in that respect, because I have always thought that it the two silos do correlate directly to one another. And I know the argument has been made recently that, you know, the focus on health does not impact the focus on games and, and vice versa, but I think it does. I think people watch the games and get inspired and get healthy. And so to see a more holistic approach, to see Greg involved in all sorts of different aspects of both the health side and the game side is probably, it could only be good for, for all of us in general and CrossFit in general. Yeah, the um the other thing that happened, like kind of right at the end of the games for me, I ran into Hunter McIntyre after yes. he had gotten eliminated. I um, love Hunter. I yeah, I did too actually. I so I I ran into him at the Fit Aid booth. I got took a quick snap uh, with him, and uh, you know I said to him, "Hey, I just want you to know you really impressed a lot of people. You know, you you worked hard. You know, you kind of embodied what everybody hoped you would do here. You know, congratulations." And he he leaned over to me. He's like, "Hey, I appreciate everything you guys have done." He's like, I'm going to qualify for the games the right way next time. It's exactly the way he said it to me. He's going to go get a sanctional and qualify. And I thought that was not only big of him to, you know, I think kind of admit that the wild card's a weird way to get in, but that, you know, he feels like he deserves to be there. And bluntly, after watching him compete, I think he deserves to be there. I mean, he could yeah. absolutely qualify on his own merits if he, you know, dedicates time to doing CrossFit and getting out there. And he's a funny dude, you know. He's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. You and I never really like, we didn't, I don't know if we were podcasting at the time. We never really discussed like all the wild card drama. I didn't know anything about him before the wild card drama. And I, cause I'm just not a huge like OCR person and I didn't know how to feel. I was like, okay, this guy's really fit though. So you can't really like shit on him that much, but also at the same time, like <clears throat> it's the blowhard invite and like, what is his deal? And just go qualify normal way. Like I could see all sides of the argument. I just, um, I just really like him as a human. <laughs> he's just yeah, no, he's a great guy. Um, like he's kind of, uh, uh, not full of himself, but like, he's just as like outlandish and big in personality as he is humble and wonderful. And I don't know. I just feel like it's so easy to judge people and shit on people because of social media and in real life. And that's the beauty of my job. I'm so lucky to get to know these athletes in real life and you too now. Um, but it just in real life, I adore him. I do. Yeah. So we, we asked Glassman about him in the um, press conference. And I think Glassman regrets the invite a little bit. He said, he said to us, you know, he didn't know enough about, um, about him when he gave the invite that this guy's basically a CrossFitter that does OCR. And that isn't what he wanted. He wanted someone who is in a different sport or a different type of athlete that just thinks they're better than CrossFitters, which isn't what Hunter is like Hunter, you he's know, a it, yeah, he's a, he has, a, he did meet the loudmouth criteria cause he is that like he's, yeah. he's proudly kind of brash. Um, yeah. 
But you have to be like to gain track. I mean, he only gained traction because of social and he's only popular on social in that respect because of his personality and how brash he decides because it's a cycle and it worked. Yeah. Oh yeah. It absolutely worked. And look, he deserved to be there. He did a nice job. You know, I'd like to see him get back to the games in a different way. It was fun to watch. And I think the other athletes really enjoyed him and, and look, he was super nice to me, even, you know, for all the fun I made of him and, and blew him up on social media a dozen times. Um, he was, you know, a really nice guy. So, um, they all are. I have I had such wonderful, like beautiful interactions with with athletes this year at the games. And I think because of probably like the pressure and the craziness and like nobody really having any expectations on how this was going to go. People were just so like gracious and humble and loving. And, you know, it was it was great. I, I'm very grateful for the relationships I've had a chance to build with these people over the last few years and very grateful for the fact that I was asked back this year, very late in the game, <laughs> two weeks before. Yes, it was very late. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm so lucky and I was really heartbroken for a little bit thinking I wouldn't be able to have a chance to go back this year because there wasn't going to be a reporter position. So, Well, we only have a few more minutes, so let's talk about the, probably the most important part of the week, which was the Fit 8 after party. Hey! And... Uh, <laughs> And your mad dancing skill. So it was the the after party was surreal to me. Someone actually leaned over to me and asked me if it was at the time, and it was because I found myself out on the dance floor at one point. Now you got to keep in mind here, like from perspective, a year ago, at this point, I had about nine to ten thousand followers just starting this page. Nobody had any idea who I was. Here I am a year later at the after party, and at one point I'm I'm dancing on the floor. You're kind of next to me. Tommy Marquez was behind you. He's got mad dancing skills, by the way, for those of you that, yes, for those of you that listen to Talking Elite Fitness, I can't speak for Sean Woodland, but Tommy Marquez can shake that dump truck. Um, Um, Tommy, Heber, Mars, and Jules, like four of them. And I'm going to, I put myself right in the middle. I was in the soup. I was like, these are the greatest dance moves I've ever seen. Oh, it was so weird. So like, and Heber was to my left. Heber's high five of me. Tommy's got his arm around my head. Brooke Wells is like kind of next to him. Alex Smith is ripping his shirt off and grinding with some girl that God knows who that was up on the stage uh, Rob Forte and Jay Crouch from uh, Australia were up there wearing some sort of, they were wearing jumpsuits or I don't know what the fuck they were wearing. They were just being Australians. And uh, it was crazy. Like the place was going nuts. And and I'm sitting there going, how did this happen to me? Like, how did I get in the middle of this group a year later from making fun of everybody? It was the weirdest moment of my life. So, so much fun. So much fun and and hats off to Fit Aid to figuring out how to make mixed drinks out of Fit Aid Zero, having these uh keto Ritas, which I think uh were Fit Aid Zero, Stevia, and Tequila. I think that's all it was. They were so good. Dang. Oh, I, I pounded those things. You did. I did. You're having a good time. I had a really good time. It was uh it was a lot of fun. Uh got to meet Brooke Ince, which I'd never met her before. She was you super never nice. Met Never met Brooke. Uh, her, 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 uh, her podcast co-hosts. I had a chance to talk to them. Uh, Jackie Perez. I hadn't met her really up until this week so, or that week. So, yeah, that party was off the hook. It was I love fun. it. I love games after party is like uh, it's something to look forward to all year round for sure. Yeah, I needed a vacation from the vacation. I was so tired yeah. on the drive home. I missed an eight-hour drive from Madison to Cleveland, and oh my god, I drove. <laughs> 
I drank so much coffee driving oh, yeah. back because I was exhausted. I'm still recovering. This is how I know I'm over 30 is because like <laughs> it takes me days to recover from like one weekend and like a week or two to recover from games week. You're breaking my heart. You know, I'm 49, oh, right? Oh, You're like, oh, I'm over 30. I'm feeling so old. Actually, my birthday was like the day before I left for games. So that's the other thing too, is like the the small like media team that we have out there always celebrates with me, which is nice. So I think the games after party was partially also my birthday party. I think it was. I think that's how they advertised it. Actually, the Fit Aid, yes. Nikki Brazier. Yes. After birthday party. Yep. And I got to, uh, you know, put my sick moves on display for everyone. That's why, my own party. that's why it was so packed. Well, for, yeah. for those of you listening or watching this on YouTube, you should uh, get to Madison next year and you can watch me do the robot. It was so good. The awkward awesome. robot arm. Yes. <laughs> it was great. All right. Well, it's been fun. Uh, but I think our time is up. So uh, we're going to be looking for everyone listening and uh, watching this. We'll be looking to do this on a much more regular basis. We'll start releasing podcasts uh, very frequently. And then Nikki and I working together, probably. Sorry, there's Bean again. Being a jerk. <laughs> Asshole cat. Oh, God, I hate him. I hate you, Bean. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, moving forward, you and I on a much regular basis so we can uh, get out some of this CrossFit news and, and, uh, have all the fun we can have. Yeah, and a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline too with the Wadapalooza qualifiers and with the open, the weird like new fall open that we've got going. So we'll have stuff to talk about. Yeah, open in October, 60 days or, or less at this point. I'm still sore from the last open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, scale it like I do and you'll feel fine. Perfect. All right, thanks for being on. We appreciate you guys listening and take care.